from University Athletics. This is the Burnham Up podcast. Burnham Up is brought to you by McDonald's. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. And we're back with another episode of the Burnham Up podcast, brought to you by McDonald's. Philip Tang and Carmen Lastoria here with you, and we tried to get a podcast done last week but with homecoming Carmen everything just kind of swamped us in the middle of the week I actually forgot about recording until about Thursday afternoon right before volleyball and I was like oh we forgot to do that this week we did and so we apologize to our our loyal fans in fact I, I did hear from a couple of our uh, volleyball parents uh, Mr. Halpin and uh, yeah Mr. Whittinghill were not not happy that they did <laughs> yeah. not hear a fired up podcast so to them we apologize guys we're back and we will be back on a weekly basis, uh, maybe a couple of breaks during the holidays, of yes. course. But, uh, no, it's good to be back. It was a great homecoming weekend. You know, homecoming is very special at Lee University. And uh, it was extra special uh, this weekend because not only did we have uh, a, a great uh, night for Volley for a Cure on Friday night, raised a lot of money for the Mary Ellen Loker Foundation and the CHI Memorial Um foundation as well it was just a great night there then on saturday we had our very first athletic alumni brunch so we got an opportunity to connect with former athletes and welcome them back home and really uh, for some of them the first time they got to see the beautiful new raycon sports complex and really get to catch up and and see all the great things that are going on in Lee Athletics. And we didn't know how many alumni would be back, and it was a really good turnout. Solid number, yeah. I think we had about 80 or so total there, and so it was a great, uh, for the first time we did this event, it's going to become a, a regular part of our homecoming weekend festivities. And then, of course, uh, you have the great flame walk that takes place on mm-hmm. the Ped Mall with all the excitement. That leads right into the women's basketball game. Uh, which we're going to talk about here with our guest in just a moment. Uh, they won big over Covenant, and the men got a big win over Swanee. Packed house. Yep. Baseball got their championship rings halftime of the women's game, and the men's golf team got their national championship rings. And, of course, the national championship banner was unveiled <laughs> at halftime. And that was the thing you were the most nervous about the whole weekend. Was no that. hiccups with that. I was – Tang, I was worried to death. My wife will tell you, I didn't sleep the night before like, Lord, please let this thing pull down properly. And it did, so it was a <laughs> great day. <laughs> well, as Carmen mentioned, our guest with the women's basketball team this week, a graduate student now. Hannah Garrett comes and joins us. And Hannah, first of all, what made you decide to want to come back and play another season? You could have graduated and started a career somewhere, but you decided to come back and do one more year of basketball. What, what led into that decision? Yeah, um, so I just wasn't really ready to give it up yet. And, you know, I love being here. I love being at Lee in the atmosphere. And Coach Rogers made, made it such an easy decision to come back and play for him and, and play with the group of girls that I've played with last year and the new group this year. And... It just was an opportunity that I couldn't turn down, for so, sure. So what are you studying now that you've graduated and you're, kind of, you're doing a graduate degree, I'm assuming? Yes. What are you studying? So holistic child development, which is kind of new for me. Okay. So, okay. yeah. So what, what goes into that? So I want to work with um, children, like at-risk youth. Okay. And um, that's, that's what I feel like is really my calling. And so I got, I got my bachelor's in criminal justice. And when I tell people that, they're like, how does that tie together? But... In my head, it's juvenile-related and stuff that around that area, yeah. Yeah, and so you talked about the culture. You wanted Mm -hmm. to come back. You talked about the coaching staff. Uh, When you look back at last year, of course, it didn't end the way we wanted to, but it was a great Mm -hmm. run. Got an NCAA tournament victory, which is always difficult to do. Played in the championship of the GSC. What stands out to you about last year's uh, last year's season and what you hope to build off of this year? 
Yeah, like you said, it didn't really end the way that we had hoped, but it was a good learning point um, for a lot of people. And, you know, just stuff, I think that we got a lot of returners back, which I think is so good about this team. Like even Mallory and Mia, they're transfers, but they've got that experience and, and just being able to build off of that and know what to expect from everybody is, is a really good point for this season, I think. And you talk about some of the experience. A lot of the younger girls that played a little bit last year, mm-hmm. at least in these exhibitions, are getting a whole lot more playing mm-hmm. time, such as Haley and Anna. Talk about their growth from last season into this season. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, I think, especially these first two games, you've seen their confidence skyrocket, and I think that's really important for for younger players like them. You know, um, they're always ready. Like, it doesn't matter how much time is left on the clock, what quarter it is, they are always ready and willing to just go out and give all of their effort that they can in the amount of time that they can. Yeah, when you look at this season, uh, mm-hmm. obviously the two exhibitions, uh, you guys won big, but mm-hmm. you, you got some work in. Now you get now you get to tip it off for real. Uh, what are some lessons that you'll take from these two exhibitions and the direction you think this team is headed? Yeah, so I think the main thing that we've learned these last two games is that we can really push it. And, like, we talk a lot about um, giving as much as you can, like I said, for however long you can and then – getting other people in there to do the same thing. And I think that's just going to be the the main key that we've taken away is 100% effort as long as you can and let somebody else get in there and do the same thing. Yeah, it, it looked like, at least just from the outside looking in, of course, in those two exhibition games, is that the, the tempo and mm-hmm. the, the, the tempo of play is much quicker this year. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of speed out there as well. All right, on the team, when you look at your teammates, mm-hmm. these are always questions we like to ask, okay. but um, – Who's who's the teammate that makes everybody laugh? There's two of them. Okay. okay. We'll, we'll we'll allow the two. Okay. Yeah. Macy Woodworth and Anna Mahonen. Okay. They are anytime they're together, you know that you're going to have the time of your life. What sure. about the teammate that uh, the fired up person? Like, who's the person that's going to get the most fired up? Mia. A hundred percent. I think you guys saw a little bit of that last <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah, we but are we are for looking sure. forward to uh, Mia uh, yeah. seeing her develop and, yeah. and you know get more and more. She comfortable. definitely goes a hundred miles an hour mm-hmm. all She's, the time. If if you're listening to this, Mia, I'm sorry, but her nickname <laughs> is Taz. We like to call her like Taz. Tasmanian like Devil. The Tasmanian there you Devil. go. This is great yeah. insight here on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> sorry, but yeah, we like to. All right, I'm going to change this question up a little bit. Okay. Who's the person on the team? that thinks they can dance but really can't. You know, often we're like, okay, who's like the best dancer? Or if nobody comes to mind, who's the person that thinks mm. they have the best style on the team but you question it? We're going to throw I you mean, under. We're going to make you. Everybody has pretty good style, I think, on the team. Uh, Dancing-wise, probably me. I don't really dance a lot. <laughs> That's but a that's, safe answer. That's the reason that I don't <laughs> dance a lot because I just really can't. Okay, who's the best dancer on the team? You think who's got the who's got the Anna. most rhythm? Anna. Anna has the most rhythm. Yeah, gathering a lot about it. Anna Mahoney. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're learning you definitely think, a lot. You think she's quiet, but she's really not. <laughs> we got. We'll have to get her on the podcast. You yes. will. You uh, will over the course of the season. So who who is the quietest one? So we learned that Anna and Macy are the louder mm-hmm. one. Who's who are some of the quiet? Who's more quiet? Probably the freshman. Obviously, Susanna. I think is probably the quietest but I'm seeing them come out of their shell more yeah. obviously as as the season goes yeah that's great yeah we look at this season now it's 
a whole lot of conference games. Not many mm-hmm. chances to play non-conference. You got two yeah. this weekend, and then one against Trevecca, and then one against Johnson. But mm-hmm. there's 24 conference games. How did that change the the mindset or the thinking of all right, we've got to be on top of it every mm-hmm. single night? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different since that's a different schedule since I've been here because mm-hmm. of COVID and, and and things. But I think it's just a lot of we we know who we're playing, we know how they play, we know how we need to play them, but let's stick to how Lee women's basketball plays and let's worry about us more than we worry about them and just kind of not lose inside of that for sure. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point, right? There's no real secrets, no real surprises. Mm-hmm. When, when you play that many conference games, you're obviously right. very familiar with your opponent. So really the onus becomes, okay, can we be the best version of ourselves? Right. And uh, from what it looks like, the best version of the Lady Flames is going to be a pretty good version, right? And that's yes. going to get you pretty far. Um, Hannah, we'll let you go on this. What what about Lee mm-hmm. in general uh, ha- have you really appreciated? Um, and, you know, as a transfer student, but now mm-hmm. somebody who's been with the program now, what, three years? Yeah. And so uh, because of the COVID issues and everything, it's even transfers get to, mm-hmm. you know, if they take that fifth year, they get to have, you know, two, three years with the program. So w- what has really stood out most to you about, about Lee in general? Um, it may be a little cliche, but the community. Yeah. You know, um, I can be off campus somewhere in a shirt and they'll be like, oh, you guys played so good. Like, we can't wait to see you out on the court or whatever. Um, But then it really touches home, like during homecoming. Like we got to sit down with a lot of past players of Coach Rose and even some that didn't even play for him that still come back because they love Lee so much. And I think that really speaks to the community of Lee University. And and it's been – they've been so good, I think. So. Well, that's well said, Hannah, and and I think that's true for a lot of our programs, but in particular, Tang, I've 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 seen that, as Hannah mentioned, the women's basketball program, very tight knit community. Mm-hmm. Uh, even those yes. that uh, you know played for uh, played for Gary back in the day, you know, or you know, it still come back, still support uh, the program, and uh, that's just great to see. Travis Godfrey was an assistant coach uh, with Gary now, you know, around the program as a supporter and, and, you know, one of our corporate sponsors. So it's, it's just great to see that community. Mm-hmm. Well, Hannah, best of luck this year. We're Thank excited you. for the late oh, Hey, it's going to be a good year. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break and be back with more here in just a moment as we hear from our sponsor, McDonald's. The Burn em Up Podcast is proudly brought to you by Smith Family McDonald's. Smith Family McDonald's is a proud supporter of Lee University Athletics. They have 10 locations to serve you, Sweetwater, Athens, Etowah, Okoy, and four locations right here in Cleveland on I-75 exit 20, 25, and 27. Madisonville and Ottawa locations as well. Smith Family McDonald's. Go Flames! As always, thanks to Hannah Garrett for joining us this week as we transition out of fall sports into winter sports. However, Cameron, there's a couple of fall sports still going in terms of cross-country and women's soccer, and we had some big performances this past weekend. We did, and it's uh, a championship tradition continuing for the women's cross-country team, and, of course, uh, six straight. I mean, that is incredible, six straight women's cross-country GSC championships. and uh, Most straight in conference history. There's been a bunch of fives, right. never six. So this was record-breaking, and so a tribute to Coach Caleb Morgan and and his runners, um, you know, Aria Hawkins, who we had uh, – on the podcast early in the season yes. was talking about the excitement of that and and they won by a mile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe not exactly, but it was uh 
you know, they, they, they have dominated the Gulf South Conference landscape over the last several years, so congratulations to the women's team. And then the men won their first conference title since 2018. And it was close, as we expected it to be, about as close as it can get in cross country. But we were able to edge Huntsville, which, you know. And Mississippi College. And, a, and, and a, Mississippi College. They were so all the, right there. It's a three-team race, and we're probably going to see the same type of intensity uh, at region, the same type of intensity in indoor and outdoor track. Those three programs are, are really neck and neck. And so it, it's exciting. But, yeah, a tribute to – uh, to the team, I mean, Coach Coach Kayla Morgan has done an excellent job of of reloading, of really uh, moving beyond such great iconic runners as Christian Noble and Celine Ritter, and being able to to develop this core group that came behind them, and and they are, you know, strength in numbers. I mean, there's not one guy that really runs out in front of the pack. They are they are just strength in numbers. They're just so deep, top to bottom, and so close together that they end up, you know racking up the points, and at the end of the day, it's just enough to get the GSC championship. So uh, a great day on Saturday for both the men and women's cross-country teams. Now they look forward in a couple weeks to the South Regional, and it kicks up. It's no longer an 8K. They jump up to a 10K. So the the distance is a lot longer. So we're going to see how well – because I saw them running this morning as I drove in. They're always running Well, they train. You know, it's crazy. So, you know, I'm pulling in uh, Sunday – you know, into the complex to get my car. We, you and I, were heading down to women's soccer GSE championship, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. And and they're running. I mean, the day after they win <laughs> yes. championships, they're back out, back at it. So yeah, September, excuse me, November nineteenth will be the uh, cross country South Regional Championship, and so uh, certainly have an opportunity there uh, on both the men's and women's side. And then uh, you know should qualify for nationals uh, the first weekend in December. Uh, they'll run on that Friday, actually, uh, in Seattle, all the way out in Seattle. So it's been a great year, great year for the uh, distance running for uh, Lee, and uh, it's uh, it's exciting to see. It's just a year in, year out. They continue to get the job done. And as Carmen mentioned, we went down to the Women's Gulf South Conference Soccer Championship game. Unfortunately, came out on the losing end of that to Mississippi College, scored an early goal and got a second goal later, but MC just brought a lot of pressure in early that second half and couldn't handle it for a couple of minutes and then we settled in, but it was a little too late at that point. Yeah, just, uh, you know, felt like it was just one of those days where we were overmatched and, uh, you know, not not from an athletic standpoint, just the, it just didn't go our way. You know, it was just one of those things where, you know, Coach Hennessy was disappointed, uh, but it was a learning experience for some of the young players. And, uh, yeah, the second half, right from the kick, it was, you know, we, we kind of were staggering there and never really quite able to recover until it was a little too late. Uh, after the four goals had already been scored by Mississippi College. But uh, big win on Friday night in the yes. semifinals against the top seed in the GSC West Florida. So getting that win propelled the Lady Flames to their seventh straight unprecedented every year that we have been postseason eligible, uh, NCA postseason eligible. We have made it on the women's soccer side. And so uh, it, it's just an incredible uh, accomplishment for the Lady Flames. They've had a great year. They certainly deserve to be there, but they were the number six seed uh, in the South region. Last team in. Last team in. Um, but that that big win on Friday night secured it for them. And so, yeah, disappointing that we weren't able to come away with the GSE title, but still soccer to be played Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern at West Florida. we got to play West Florida again. Yes. You know, first, second time in less than a week, we've got to play the mighty Argonauts. But uh, it's a team we've had success with over the years. Not many people can say that, 
because mm-hmm. West Florida has dominated women's soccer for so many years. But but we have actually, uh, you know, kind of been neck and neck. I mean, we we have a very strong record against them. Definitely the best record against them of any other opponent. And uh, so, hey, we'll give it another shot and see if we can't pull another upset. Yeah, it's going to be tight. It's going to be the rubber match. They got us here on, on our turf. Yep. 2 nothing earlier, then we got the victory and a neutral site. 1-0. Oh, in, sorry, one, one Yeah, nothing, and we had a couple of t- chances for the yes. equalizer. And then, uh, yeah, 2-1. to one, uh, uh, Alasia Nye scores in, what, the 87th minute, I think it was. And so different players have to step up this time of year, especially with the injuries. You know, the yes. Lady Flames are playing a, a few key players down from the start of the year. And so they're relying on a lot of young players. So sometimes you get performances like you got on Sunday. That's okay. Clear it out. You got another chance to get out there on the pitch on Thursday, and we're excited. We'll be down there at covering them, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can uh, get past the Argonauts and uh, see if we can't play on Saturday against Nova Southeastern, who is the number two seed. Right. Although they elected not to put in a bid to host, so West Florida's hosting as the lower seed. And I think we'll miss the Hurricane at least yes. on Thursday. That's going up the north or the west or the east side. Excuse me, the east side. Of the state, so we might miss a lot of that rain. Right, so we are obviously in the Florida panhandle there in Pensacola, and so it looks like we will miss a lot of that heavy stuff. Uh, Men's basketball schedule has been rearranged a little bit. Palm Beach Atlantic, of course, on the other side, uh, will be in the heart of it, and so they have uh, closed their university for the next few days and and sent their students home out of precaution, and so thus uh, the men's basketball team was supposed to play Palm Beach Atlantic in Daytona Beach on Friday night. We won't do that. It looks like the men's team will just go down there and play the the game against Embry-Riddle on Saturday instead of the two games uh, this weekend. But obviously nothing you can do about that. Uh, But, yes, to your point, it looks like we should be able to get the soccer in, which is a good thing. Um, for all parties involved. Nobody wants to be waiting around or, or you know, dealing with uh, weather issues when it no, comes to postseason no. play especially. And the women's team is going to make the trip down to St. Leo. We talked with Hannah about that. They take on Florida Southern and St. Leo. Hopefully they can avoid the weather as well. They're in the – St. Leo is kind of in the middle of – the state. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be okay. Um, you know, they might have some rain, but obviously that won't be a factor uh, as long as you don't get any anything too severe. And so, yeah, good test. Out of the gate, they'll play two very good South Region teams, uh, St. Leo and Florida Southern. Florida Southern uh, has a coaching change, but uh, it's was their assistant for the last five or six years. And so, uh, they they will be uh, they will be good. Uh, it'll be a challenge, but a good challenge. I think you know you. You take what you take away from these exhibition games, right? Right. They, they played well. They played together. They played, as we mentioned, with a fast tempo. Really excited uh, about Mal and Mallory Hampton and Mia Hurst and some of these new players that we're getting an eye on, uh, as well as the returning players. But yeah, we'll, we'll really kind of get a good test here as you get yes, into the South sure. Region uh, this weekend. Before we wrap it up, as always, we've got our fired up moment of the week. And Cameron, there's a lot to choose from. A lot to choose from. And I've gone back and forth on this. I mean, certainly you could look at women's cross country six straight. You could look at men's cross country, um, you know, with, with winning their first championships t- since 2018. You could look at Alasia Nye's goal to knock off West Florida in the GSC semifinals. But let me go in this direction, if you will. Okay. Uh, my fired up moment was the unveiling of the men's golf national championship banner, uh, during halftime of the men's game, not just because it worked thankfully, (laughs) and I get to keep my job. Um, to me, it was kind of the culmination obviously of an incredible moment, 
an incredible moment that took place back on May 20th, uh, 2022, when the men's golf team won the NCAA National Championship. And so it was so great to see all of those guys get their championship rings. Um, you know, Coach Moppin was gracious enough to give me one, and I wore that proudly. That thing is a – I mean, it takes up my whole hand. And it's uh, well-designed. It is well-designed, beautiful design with – uh, with the Lee logo kind of inside the NCA trophy there on the on the front of the ring, beautifully designed ring, and so uh, the banner unveiling. You know, anytime you get to hang banners in the rafters, Tang, it means that yes. you have accomplished something big. Yes, and that certainly was. So that's my fired up moment, and uh, you know, certainly looking forward to this spring uh, and seeing if we can make some more noise. I want to go off the board just a little bit. Is with cross country great? Let's do but it. Will Stone was a champion scholar athlete. Oh, I like where cross, you're going with this. Cross country, yes. Once again, showing that Lee is not just winners on the course, field, track, whatever, wherever you have it, the court, but also in the classroom. So he continues the tradition of just incredible Lee athletics winning academic awards. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, you know, our, our vision statement, our mission for Lee Athletics is we want to develop and graduate champions in their sport, and we have certainly done that uh, uh, very well over the last several years. We want to develop and graduate champions in the classroom, and Will Stone's a great example of that, and we, we you know, graduated at a higher rate than, than GSC schools on average, and we have a GPA that's, I believe, 34 last year for our student athletes and 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 many of them carrying 4.0 while being you know uh collegiate athletes it's just incredible so uh, i'm glad you went that direction tang because i think we don't highlight that as much as we should you know we love winning on the field you know on the court in their sport absolutely that's what it's all about right it's a bottom line business (laughs) dr Khan used to always say it listen you can roll the ball out there and you can see who's best right it's a little subjective when you start talking about okay which school's got the best english may you know english department which school's got the best music department that's subjective in sports it's not you roll it out there (laughs) you play it and you decide who's the best and so that matters right but it's also it's not the only thing that matters, and certainly the academic part of it matters very much, uh, because many of them, when they graduate, they will no longer be athletes. Right. They will just be uh, citizens going out there looking to make an impact in whatever field they have studied. And so, uh, yeah, that's very important, and certainly want to highlight Will, who's a big part of our cross country team, yes. uh, but also gets the job done in the classroom. Yeah, definitely. So, and a lot of Division two athletes have opportunities to go professional, but. They're not as much as sometimes the power five. The sure, not one. as often, so right. These academic awards are just as important in the long run as what they do on the course as well. Absolutely. And, and you know, having that athletic alumni brunch on Saturday morning that we refer to as a part of homecoming weekend really, really signified that. A shout out to Chris Camp, a yes. former baseball player, good friend of mine. He and I were in a fraternity together here at Lee. And he won the Alumnus of the Year for Lee University, deservingly so. He's done some great work as a doctor with the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, uh, Minnesota. And then also he is the team physician for the Minnesota Twins. And so he has just uh, been an incredible ambassador for Lee Athletics and Lee University with the success that he has had in his professional career. And uh, very proud of Chris. So shout out to Chris Camp uh, for winning Lee University's Alumnus of the Year. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Burn'em Up podcast. Back with you next week as we head towards the end of this first semester. We'll we'll be with you for the most part almost every week until Christmas time, and then we'll hop back in in January. That's going to do it for us. For our thanks to Hannah Garrett for joining us, and as always, our sponsor is McDonald's. Make sure you stop and tell the people at McDonald's thank you for bringing 
you this Burn Em Up podcast. For Carmel Story, I'm Philip Tang. We'll catch you next week. Yeah.